Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up? We are back once again. Salt Podcast, man. We in the building. So, yeah. I don't know if y'all can see, but we got two super, super special guests with us. Mm-hmm. Um, as we have already said, we have been teasing our manhood series, and we thought um, it wasn't better to start off with two of our greatest friends, man. We got Keith Richardson here mm-hmm. and Daryl Walls. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing, man? Hey. Man, what's going on, man? Hey man, so what's up? How y'all week been going, man? Um, well, here we are, beginning. It's it's great though, man. I I feel like everything is where you make it. Um, so I'm in a positive mind frame. So what a life coach. Is that a life coach answer? I don't know. Like I hope that y'all take that with (laughs) y'all. Free nuggets. So for y'all for y'all that don't know. Keith is a life coach, and how long how long you been doing this? Uh, um, I've been coaching full time for two years. Two years. Um, and I've probably been doing it for about three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I love it. So, yeah. That's your passion. What made you want to go into it? What made me want to go into it was uh, I thought I was going to be a, um, a psychologist. I mm-hmm. thought I would, um, and so I went to school for psychology. Right. Um, with the idea that I would be uh, <laughs> that I would be a psychologist, but then I found out that you had to go to school for like for just forever, basically, yeah. uh, to, to end up doing because I wanted to have a private practice uh-huh. and um, end up like studying the family and all that stuff. But then you know, life took me in a different direction uh, and was focusing on music. Um, but somewhere along the way, um, coaching started to emerge. And I saw a life coach and like instead of sitting and like letting somebody sit on the couch and just talk about all their problems, the coach was like, what you going to do? Like it was all about action and he was kind of digging into it. And I was like, that's me. Like that's what I want to do. I don't want to just listen. I want to talk. I want to I want to push someone to be better. I want to. Yeah, I want to I want to help you bring out your best self. So, okay. Yeah. So you you realized that was your purpose and your passion, kind of like post college. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I was jumping into the gems quick. Nah, I, was just, I was just I was just asking, man. Yeah, because I just I just always find it interesting, like what time period in, in people's I feel like lives. To answer that question, though, I really dived into it um, post college, but I I feel like I always knew always it was knew. who I was. Yeah, you know because. Throughout my life, even my teenage years, I was coaching before I knew what coaching, coaching was. really was. Yeah. You know, I was the friend that you were gonna call, and I was gonna walk you through <laughs> Every all these problem. steps. And I was always really big in like, you know, in self help. And it was funny because that was before it was really popular. And so me trying to find a way to um, segue my spirituality and self help and you know actually using your brain and actually loving the lord uh you know and so coaching for me was just like yes that's i found my lane yeah 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 that's amazing we're gonna get into that also a little bit later but uh yeah what about you d we kind of know what you know what you what you on you know (laughs) music city (laughs) but yeah, man. <laughs> like, that's not what he is. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I'm just here. 
No, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm Daryl Walls, of course. I I do music. I'm I'm one fourth of the Walls Group, um, which is a gospel group. Um, yeah, I do that. Um, I'm the founder of the Awakening Experience Conference. Amen. Two thousand fifteen. Hey, Amen. Um, yeah. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. That was his conference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Walls well, the Awakening. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, that um, I am a speaker slash preacher. Um, Talk about it. Yeah, this is a lot. It's, yeah. I'm here. I'm so, here. like he said, you, you say you've been singing your whole life, but. I guess when was it, when did you know that, like, this is what I'm going to be doing? Like, this is my actual purpose and my calling. Okay, so, because here's the thing. Because singing gospel music was not my plans. I was about to be the next Chris Brown, Mario, whoever you want to call it. I was about to be out there grinding on these girls, having a good time. Hey. You would have 1,000% been a trace I was definitely. 1,000% would have been a trace home. I was out here. I was super Facts. ready. Okay. Hey. You said you were super ready? I was super ready. Okay. Yeah, I would have had the oil like, and everything. The Walls group was... <laughs> was like I don't know discovered founded in 2010 mm. in 2009 I was still like I'm I'm gonna make it yeah. but God had other plans and I remember I was in in class my freshman year and I was like listen I don't even think I could do this for four years I don't want to mm. do none of this make it happen like please like if you love me God please make it happen and you start with something like that with God like if yeah. you love me Lord uh, <laughs> make it happen yeah but he did but just not the way that I felt like it should have mm. happened and then the walls group started getting all this love and all this stuff like that we weren't even a group and we were like I guess this is what we gonna do now so you was writing like you was writing like love songs and stuff sex songs love songs breakup songs all of it it was all there praise mm. God <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, next Chris Brown, Mario, Trey songs. I, no, I would have seen it for sure. What? <laughs> God saved me. God saved, saved me, man. And, and so here. here we are today. As y'all don't, I mean, y'all don't know this, but these are some of our really good friends right here. At least we think they are. Oh. I, don't know if, I don't know if they talk about us behind their back. Wow. Well, let me let y'all know. I don't do this on a Monday. It's actually my no. <laughs> 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 yes. So, man, this is this is really uh, what y'all see when we do this podcast. That's really what we do every time, and we just link yeah, up. Truly. And so, uh, we wanted to bring them in. Like we said, we're gonna be talking about manhood for these next few weeks. And one thing that we want to talk about, all of us, um, at our last meeting, we talked about control, and we talked about fear, and we talked about how as men. Um, control is something that's probably been innate to us in the supernatural and kind of how we got um, around that. But I want to start with you, D, because you're the one that sparked the conversation when you sent that into our group message. Mm -hmm. And so kind of just if you can give us a little bit of background of, of just where you were when you sent that and kind of I know it's going to make the conversation flow. So I was dealing with some things in my personal life. Um, I don't know, for finances and all these different things, finances, relationships, friendships, all these different things I was just dealing with within myself. And I was trying to handle it all. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I grew up as the oldest of eight siblings and you're always the oldest. You always have to be on. You always have to be what you're supposed to be, where you need to be there. If mama not there, if dad's not there, you gotta be it. Mm -hmm. And if they, if they can't take them, you take them. If you, mm -hmm. can't, if you gotta clean it up, you gotta fix it. You mm -hmm. gotta do whatever you gotta do. And for me, I've always been the fixer. Mm -hmm. I've always been the one to be able to make it happen. And yeah. at this point, 
there were just times it was just like, why can't I? I'm trying to, I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to make it happen. I can't, and I need to make it happen, and I need to do it. And every time I put my hands on it, it would get worse. And I realized God was like, yo, you do know that you can't do this. Come on, right? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I can do all things through Christ. The truth is me. What do you say? Like I can do it. It's for me. And he was like, no, no. You really have to understand that. You don't have control. I do. Yeah. Which helped me understand. It was like, wow, I'm a control freak. I'm a perfectionist. I, it has to be right. It has to be done. And if anything's out of place, I got to fix it. If anything needs to be done, I got to go make it happen. And it's like, no, 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 no. I never even called you to do that. So that's where it started for me. And I, I, was, I felt like I needed to let you guys know for accountability that I'm working on the fact that I am a control freak, and I need to figure out how to let my take my hands off of everything because it has nothing to do with me. Yeah, and man, I think when you said that in the group message, that sparked a chain reaction for all of us. It was almost like a, a trigger thing because um, one thing that us three had talked about before we talked about that with y'all was just how um, I always felt like I had gained this God complex thing of always feeling like a being in a leadership role for so long in my entire life, I always felt the need to either want to change something or control something. And we talked about how fear and control were related. And I want you to kind of talk about that, um, about just that correlation that you made, because I think I found it with myself, but what you said was so great, just on your correlation between fear and control. Yeah, you know, um, I, after really kind of, when we started talking about it, and we were talking about them initially kind of like, you know, I want to be in control. And then it's like, well, why am I afraid? And then when you look inside of, of fear, I mean, there you see that it's like, oh, it, there's control, you know? And so, and even for my own journey, understanding like how I've, man, like actually it was a breath of fresh air that that conversation came up because I'm like, yes, I got a brother. <laughs> in, the, yeah, right. in the world of control um, and then I because I would see like so much of my life that I just tried to, to control 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 and then you know I don't know if y'all can relate but then when things are broken down and then you come to the end of yourself then you finally like what was what's, what God I need your help right. <laughs> and he like, yeah, like well yeah, yeah you're, you're, if you would have just yeah. not did it in the and first sometimes <laughs> sometimes they put you in a position to have to completely start over True. because you've had your own plan right. um, and on the flip side there's things that he has told me to do and that I was afraid but it was because and so instead of um, really trusting him and his assistance his assistance I tried to control it again and here I am like repeating a cycle so you know those things I, I don't think that I don't think that we just try to control things um, out of just mere control I, I generally inside that control you find fear you're, you're afraid that it that either it's not going to turn out the way, with the you, thing, feel the like way you feel like it should with the thing that you had in mind um, yeah I, I yeah. And like uh, just uh, sitting at the table when we, when we talked about it, for me, it was a very timely conversation because uh, us talking about fear and that's been kind of like a common conversation. I didn't really translate fear and control together. And then once I 
once we talked about it, it kind of came full circle to me because just because for me, like I always feel like I was always uh, put in some sort of role of uh, of leadership, and that always kind of like scared me in a sense. And I and I I, uh, I translated the word leader to controlling situations. So because I was in a seat of leadership, I felt like I always had to. I was in control and whether we either won or lost. So I would put that pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. So I always felt like I had to control every situation. Like I had to control if we either if we took a loss or if we took a win. Like if I took a loss, if I took a win, I feel like that was all like within my power. So it's like out of that fear, I put this unbearing amount of pressure on myself. Right. And I started outreaching and doing things that really was setting me back instead of moving me forward. And then like even like, you know, being a like being a, in a leadership role in that sense you can kind of like you harm those around you like you harm yourself just by always trying to be super hands-on on things or just super hands-on on your situation your future your uh career and it's just like in that control sense you are actually uh kind of missing you're missing exactly what's going on or you're missing what's going on in the present moment because you're always worried about what's about to happen next and you're always trying to predict or make what you want to happen next. So right. that was a timely conversation for me, uh, sitting at dinner with y'all. That's talking very about good. It. Yeah, that is. You just, you're in there, bro. <laughs> hey, you showed a little bit of I believe the script is 19, Proverbs 19:31. It says, the steps of a righteous man are ordered. And I had to get to the point to where, like, understanding, hey, like, my steps are ordered. Like, I don't order my stuff, he ordered my steps. And I just have to be comfortable with being led and, and just following him and taking my hands off and say, hey, no, son, like, I'm driving it. Like, you don't have to drive. Like, take your hands off the steering wheel. Um, but for me, I guess where it stems at for me is having, like, being a victim of so many people letting you down to where I, like, I'm like, okay, God, since you ain't going to handle it, I'm going to handle it now. You know what I mean? Since I, I'm going to go ahead and take care of this since you're not doing it now. You know, but those that they they that wait on the Lord, every he shall renew that strength. Yeah. And I say, hey, like, no, it's it's a time and season for everything. And I, for me, like, that's where like that that fear stem stemmed that from stems from for me because it was like, okay, I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to go through that again. I don't want, I don't want to feel that pain again. I don't want to go back to that place again. But me not knowing, me not being obedient to Him, it's keep putting me in cycles. That's it keep putting me back in that's that place that, that that He's trying to pull me out of. Come on. And and um and understand, hey, like, I'm a, I'm a victim of myself, and yeah. I, and I've been a victim of like my, you know, just get just getting in my just getting in the own way of myself. And God's just like, no, like, hey, son, just listen. And it's so much better when I take my hands off and I just and just and just be still and let God move. Dude, it's, it's 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 so much yo. better. It's so much better. And, and it's it's really and if I if I can put it in a picture, it's, it's really like flying. It's really like you have you have no control. And how a pilot flies, it flies on, on autopilot. Like you don't really don't fly, steer the ship. You just control when it take off. You control when it land. But you just fly the whole time. And right now, like my move to Houston, it just been on autopilot for the most part. You know, some hiccups here and there, but everything's been full sail. He said move and I move, and it's it's just been, I just been sailing. So now, I have the evidence of when I let go, he'll take control of it. And so I'm trying to find that place. I'm like, okay, like being consistent in that place, and like, okay, God. So now it's just like okay, all right, just be obedient and just, just let, and just let him order my steps. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is incredible. I think one of the things that I um, learned, I had to learn even as a life coach because you know I'm all about like steps and how are we gonna, how 
how you're gonna go after it or mm -hmm. how you're gonna recover, but actually understanding that I wasn't even in full control of my own recovery. You know, like yeah. that's a, yeah. that's a really hard reality. That's Cause it's one. just kind of like, okay, if you do this, you do that, you do this. And then this, well, and then I'm like, okay, this plus this still, I came short. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't have enough to complete my own recovery cause I still had to rely on him. You know, because right. my trying to control the situation actually created an, a whole nother cycle. Um, and here I am still like, dang, okay. I'm smart, but <laughs> <laughs> and then we can take it even a step further. Man, for me, one thing I've been learning this week is that we, and not only just men, but everybody, we get to a place where we're kind of like in a situation, or where where we feel like we've been in a situation or a moment too long. Yeah. And we're like, all right, let me. Okay, so I tried to let you be great. So let yeah. me be. Let me go ahead and be great. And one thing that I've been learning because that comes out of fear of of whatever could possibly happen that you might be here because God's plan might be I'm just trying to get all those things out of you that are not supposed to be in you but you you are just like no 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 I don't want this to happen I don't want that to happen I don't want them to say this I don't want them to say that I don't want them to think about me like this and I don't feel like so let me let me let me let me fix it up let me do it and God is like no no no, no. Yeah. let me work you out the way I want to work you out yeah. because if you try to do it it's going to be botched up. But if you allow me to do it and allow me to show you exactly why you're in this space and why you need to be in this space, come on, you'll be all right. Yeah. Man, that's just so powerful because you saying that it made me think of, I feel like as humans and especially as Christians, even though we know that living for God is supposed to be easy, True. we expect a rescue every time trouble comes and every time trials come. And by, and by you saying that, it just made me think of, when you said there's certain things that God wants to get out of us a lot of times. And a lot of the process of, sanctifica of sanctification and becoming more like God and getting closer to him is him removing those barriers, those habits, those desires, and those things from us. And we always say, like, God, you know, like, man, change my will. Change my heart. And it's like, okay, bet. Because th that, th those are the things that we have to, like. You're here because you asked to be here. Yeah, like, like, like we, we be careful what you pray for. Because sometimes, like, God, give me a desire for you. Okay, then that means I need to start burning other things out. And like when we talk about this fear, or oh, I don't like what people saying, or I don't like the situation, sometimes God is just placing us in a fire and we're trying to find our way out of it. Right. And he's saying, no, in that fire is where I refine you. It's where all these things, I work these things out of you. And yeah. you just saying that's just, it's just so powerful because it is the, there is this um, fear of struggling and this fear of process that is in a lot of our minds of, instant gratification that God if I say hey I want you to bless me with patience that means I want to wake up tomorrow and have patience right and he's saying no 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 yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in so many situations that are going to try your patience because how do you even know that the evidence of God has changed you if you don't get put in the situations right exactly and so that's one thing I've been learning and and, and Keith and I we this is you know, like my best friend y'all say I don't know but that's my best friend we talk a lot and one thing that I've always just said like yo the process is good like going through the process is good we it always is. think of trans transition and process as bad or as hard as and yes it is hard yes it is crazy sometimes but it's the thing that's necessary if you're going to the gym come on and you're trying to get fine for the summer there's no way that you will have muscles without having weight which is too late by the way <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's mid-May, <laughs> it's, it's, it's over with. 
There's hey, absolutely try again 2020. There's absolutely no way that you're gonna get buff or, or or anything if you don't put in the work to make that happen. Come on. So there has to be some type of process, some type of transition for you to be, you to come out as pure gold if you're being tried and fired. That's just how it has to happen. If you if you if you're always running from the process or running from the transitions, you'll never be the person you're supposed to be ultimately in life. You'll always be that same person. They're like, are you still the same, huh? Huh. huh. Well, okay. And I'm like, now understanding that now, I'm like, oh, that's what you meant by I will perfect those things concerning you. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it, through trials, through, you know, like through these tests, like that's how you perfect it. You, you don't just wake up and be like, oh, I'm changed. <laughs> Yesterday I was a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Today, you know, and I think we even, you know, we had conversations about that even being, um, you know, being a part of our church and stuff. But, you know, you go to altar call and then you like, you leave it and you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, you might be feeling good. But there's a process. You know what I'm saying? There's a process after. Tomorrow will come. There's a decision that you have to make. Yeah. And for me, um, <laughs> for, for, for me, for me, uh, I guess the um, the secret to um, overcoming control and being delivered from control is understanding that you don't have no control. Mm. And hey, even even in, even in um, even in worship, you know, even when I go into worship now, I try to take I take my I take tell God I just take my mind out of it and move in me. And just and being naked in front of him and just letting go and letting letting grow letting go of like pain past hurt like everything that I'm dealing with and just like letting him purge me and use me and get into that space where okay God like moving me and that's what God is that's where He dwells in you know what I mean but we just have to take ourselves out of the way and like get out of the way of like being wanting to be in control of everything like now nah, like just just be free and let Him use and move in us and I think that's good and. Like one of the things I was just thinking about, uh, leading back to like manhood and all men, you know, we're we have like some form of leadership in our DNA, and we're always meant to lead. And I think about like all the the great leaders in the Bible, like Moses, uh, when you know he led, when he led, and David, and all them. But in their times of 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 triumph, in their leadership, when the great things happen, when when God split the Red Sea, Moses wasn't in control of that. And then it's like when I uh, when we go to church and I see Daryl leading praise and worship, I always like like I said like when he in his like jigging bag and he just like moving in freedom and it's just like everything rocking. It's just like you can tell like he's leading and he's singing, but he's in no control of that. Yeah, he's in no control of what's going on in the atmosphere. He's in no control of how it's affecting us. Though he's he's using his gift. Yeah, but you can tell it's it's almost like it's so free. It's not forced. Yeah. It's not like he's trying. It's not. It's almost like yeah. it's almost effortless. Almost freedom like he's is not the perfect. Trying. Is the perfect word. It's free. It's yeah. You said it's. It's there's. Uh, I think that's. I think that's the crazy thing is that like a lot of us control things. Right. But it's like the true freedom isn't letting go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like like. Absolutely. And and. When you realize you don't have to do nothing. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we have responsibilities, but when you realize that when something comes up and it's God's responsibility to take care of it, mm-hmm. and you can really there you say, go. oh, all right. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the day where I can fully and completely just say, hey, yeah. it's on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
and let God just do what he wants to do and take whatever he's trying to give me out of it. That's an amazing space to be in. But I think, I think, like he said, how do we get to a place where we understand why, 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 are we, why do we want control? Okay, fear. What are we actually afraid of? Because everybody's is not the same. I feel like you have to get to a place of and try to figure out within yourself what is the thing that is saying to you, be afraid. And, and in your afraid, fix it. Make sure it doesn't happen. What is it that you're dealing with within yourself? Where is it coming from within yourself that makes you feel like you have to insert yourself in everything, in everybody's business, in everybody's thing, in everybody's thing who's connected to you? Why? Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Getting down to the, getting down to the root of it. Getting down to the root of it. So one, one question I wanted to ask, uh, and it's open for anybody to answer, like what's the difference between leading and controlling? I feel like when you're, when you're leading, you're being led. When you're controlling, you're in self. Mm. There you go. That's good. That's Come good. on, what? That's, That's what I think. I think when you're leading, you're being led. And I, and I think leading is just natural too. I think when it's in control, like it's something that you're like you're you're trying, like you're, you're like you're forcefully trying to do um, instead of like just letting go. I think leading is it's a natural thing. I think it's. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you have because I know you got something good to say. Well, I agree with you. I think I think leadership is natural. I do feel like people can grow to be better in their leadership sure. skills. But the one thing I think that I think you said it deep, but it's I think that a good leader knows how to submit. Mm-hmm. And a good leader knows that um, a good leader is always following somebody. Mm-hmm. And even when you're at the top of a chain, even when you are the top, if you're the pastor of a church, if you're the head of a CEO of a company, you should be reporting to somebody. You know, and that's yeah. what the thing is. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so that, I think that speaks volumes of the intention and the heart of what you're doing, even as a leader. Like, you know, you go and you just find a person who's just trying to control everything, whatever, like, somewhere you you usually find a glitch in their leadership. Right. It's just like, oh, you just here to boss up, huh? Because you, you mm-hmm. never felt secure anywhere else but here. Oh, got it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> and so, I, yeah, I think those those things really can help distinguish the two. Right. Come on. And everybody, I feel, especially as men, we're all going to be called to lead one day. Like we're all going to be leading our own household one day. And I think what you said is, is, is really important because that is serving. And though we're leading our households, we still have to be led by a greater source. Mm-hmm. So, every, like you said, I think that was very, very, uh, you know, struck a light bulb for me because we all have to be led by a greater source at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think to, to speak to what he was saying, I think sometimes – that understanding that you're completely relinquishing control, even sometimes that looks like understanding that, yeah, you have a responsibility, but your responsibility is understanding that you're getting instructions from God. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's not not always relinquishing control. It doesn't always look like just being, like, stagnant, sitting in one space, like, I'm not doing anything. That looks like, hey, I'm open. You know, this is one thing I do every morning. I'm like, I'm sitting and I'm like, hey, anything you want me to know, anything you want me to see, anything you want me to hear, I'm open. That's relinquishing control. But then once he gives me instructions, then then there is my responsibility. Because now I know that this thing is going to work out 
for sure, for sure, because I got instructions from who I need to, yes, rather sir. than going and trying to create a formula that I just conjured up. <laughs> you do that one more time? <laughs> you all you do that? <laughs> Man, that is. And I think one of the great things, since we talk about that leadership and control, I think a lot of can I think a lot of controlling people like we talked about, they're not secure in what they're doing, but true not only true, but good leaders, they are secure in putting people around them that are stronger than them and what and where they're not. I think really they're not secure within themselves. Absolutely. What they're doing, just not secure within themselves. And so they want to control and suppress other people around them to make sure that they remain in leadership of all things. Oh yeah, because a good leader yeah, I was gonna say because a good leader know they need great people, like for sure, for sure. Get out of here! Like I want my team to be bombed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, man, that's, a, that's good. On every team that I've ever been um, in leadership of, or something like that, I always said like I, well, what I found to be the best thing is that I always you always have to find everybody should be better than you in some area, in some facet. Like, and, and part of good leadership, as we talk about on this podcast so often, is self-awareness. And knowing like, hey, I suck right here. Yeah. So let me find somebody who does it. Yeah. Let me go find somebody who is really, really, really good at this. Yeah. And you know, and I think that's just the whole point. But like you said, it comes around. Man, I just, I just see so many things as we talk, that things are just, nothing is isolated. Yeah. Everything is like, is connected and intertwined somehow with fear, insecurity, with control, um, with all those things like that. I think I know me personally, um, transparency. My my biggest fear um, was always a fear of failure. It was a fear of failure and a fear of of rejection of some sort. I feel like you know I had faced um, different rejection, whether it was in goals that I wanted, but the failure was always my biggest thing because. Like you said, I wasn't the oldest, I was the baby. But for so many people being in leadership for so long and being the guy in so many groups, I always carried this pressure that if I don't make it, I don't even want to face what happens. You know what I'm saying? So when it was ball, it's like, man, I'm the one who's supposed to make it because when I make it, we all make it. So if I don't make it, what is the conclusion? Like, what are the consequences for me not making it? Or if this relationship is not successful, what does everybody else say about what doesn't happen? Or if I don't do this, what happens? And so it was that failure. And then, like you said, we talked about it so many times. It was just that, that failure of, or that fear of failure that it just, it drove me into stagnation. It drew me into, it drove me to retreat. It drove me into isolation because if I'm away from you, then nobody knows if I fail. You know, yeah. it kind of um, drives you into really doing everything your own way too. Because my biggest thing was, in a sense, the same thing as failure, but like, you know, like God will give you a vision and God will show you what he's going to give you. <laughs> and then your biggest fear is like, okay, what if I don't get to that? Because right now I seem so far away from that. Man. So it's like now it's like I feel like I got to do so much. I got to work harder. I got to do just a whole bunch of stuff. And it's like God looking at me like, like whoa, like you are completely out of control. Like, <laughs> like you you wilder right I, now. I showed, like, like I showed, like I <laughs> Like I, I showed you, like I showed you, I showed you what I'm, a, I showed you a little, a little glimpse of what I'm gonna do for you, yeah. and now you're yeah. just completely just panic in a panic, yeah. almost. You just operating out of panic. And I think that's so dope, man. I like one of the things, because even with me and coaching, um, one of the things that I now 
really study is curiosity. And so um, I call myself a curiosity coach because I like to develop curiosity in people. But one thing I'm learning out of even developing curiosity, some things, um, like when we say fear, one thing we say a lot is it's false evidence appearing real. But what I'm learning even within, within curiosity is there are sometimes there's pieces that we're supposed to get along the way so it's like when you're operating in fear like there's things that you're not even supposed to necessarily complete like you know maybe you were never really supposed to really be the baller that you thought you was but there was a, a piece that you were supposed to pick up there yeah, yeah. like you know five years ago i thought i was gonna be like this singer who was, the, well, actually I was doing it, you know, traveling and doing all these things or whatever, but there was a piece that I needed to pick up there. And um, I, I even heard um, Pastor Gion say, you know, understanding, you know, we talk about all things working together for our good, but it's all good. Like, yeah. it's all, and so there isn't really, if you really look at it, it's like, is failure really real? You know what I'm saying? Or is it or is it a lesson? Is it all a lesson? Because, because if you're really supposed to be doing something, you don't think you'd be balling? You know what I'm saying? And like, you know what? I'm gonna give you this mic. <laughs> <'Cause I'm> like, <laughs> you said what? I thought this was a team no, thing. No. That, that was yours. <laughs> yeah, no. You. <laughs> no, but seriously, man. Like, yeah. if, if it's really all good, like. What are we really afraid of? Because because if we're supposed to be picking up pieces, there was there was a thing you were supposed to pick up there, and I'm sure you might not know you might not know now. But if you are still curious about what you're here to do, um, and you're open to it, I'm sure you'll see what that piece was about. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because if you really realize that how much control you didn't have yeah. when you realize that the plans never worked. Come on. Just just being honest. And that's what he said. He's like, yo, like, realizing that you, you're never really in control at all. Yeah. You know Man, that's something that uh, I caught revelation of this week, uh, actually, because, like, how you say, like, everywhere that you are, it's a piece that you're supposed to get from that. Me operating in such of a panic, I'm so worried about, like, what he showed me and how I'm trying to get there. I'm not even paying attention to where my feet are planted right now and what, he's, what that piece he's trying to show me. So I'm totally missing out on the pieces that he's trying to show me along the way, the steps that he's trying to order, because I'm looking 15,000 steps ahead. Yeah. What's your and, um, and And I, I was riding in the car the other day, and uh, I was praying, and um, and I think, I believe it was after our, uh, one of our past podcasts, and it was talking about fear, and like the anxiety and stuff I used to have. And I was riding in the car, and I was in my prayer time, and um, I was speaking to God, and God was speaking to me, and he was just like, um, so where does fear get its, its strength from? And um, fear get its strength from, it, get its, it gets its strength when you give it strength. So it has no strength but the strength that you give it. And understand it's not real. You know what I mean? And understand I, I, I used to be like so, and like fear used to make me like real, I'm trying to get the word for, um, like paralytic. So paralyzed. So like it will put me in a state of like frantic. You know what I mean? And like I'll find myself like not getting nothing done in any phase of my life because I'm so fearful of yeah. everything that I'm supposed to be doing. Fear of what people say, fear of failure, fear of not being worthy, fear of not obtaining, like you said, that goal that I wanted to get. Yeah. And I understand, hey, like, nothing happened. 
but God already happened there. Come on. So understand, hey, like I already been there, and son, like your future yeah. is my past. I've, I've already been there. So what are you afraid of? I've already worked it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I'm trying. I'm getting to that point now. So we're like, okay, like he's already been there, and steps of the righteous man are. So I just need to just follow. Yeah, I mean, you are I, like he's like leaving a trail of steps where he's already worked situation. Now I just That's need good. to follow him along that path and that step right there. Yeah, it's like okay, like it's already worked it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. That's good. And I think one of the things you said, which it's just like, like you said, that light bulb. But it's it almost comes down to the simple fact we have to to the trust because we need to talk about trust and how trust goes into all this fear and control and all those things like that. But I think it's really just trusting and believing that God is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. And then when we really trust and believe that God is who he says he is, incompleteness, which is like even us who are all involved in, in ministry and you know what I'm saying, it's, it's hard, especially like to really just believe that, man, you really know better than I do and what it is that you want for me. So there's nothing that I could do, even when situation might seem bad, like you saying nothing's really bad, is really, the best situation possible. Whatever, it's, it's almost like whatever these cards are dealt in front of you, even if it looks bad, God has given you the best situation possible for you. For you. That's good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's like, oh man, I got nothing. That was the best situation for you. Out of everything you gave me, that's the best situation that could have possibly came out of this. And when I think really understand that and like not getting, not only having an idea of it, but trying to live in the reality of the fact of that everything that comes my way was the best situation possible for me. And not only for me, but understanding it was the best situation for what God has planned for me. And, you know, that was, I think that was big for me. But one thing I want to point out that you said that was so big, I know I'm kind of skipping around, but you're talking about how when God shows you the vision of something. And I know all of us here have all seen visions of what our future will be like and different things like that. And even things that God showed us that didn't necessarily come to fruition the way we've seen it, but it was definitely God showed it to us. And I think the thing for me is that it took me, when you said that, it took me to, to Joseph and how our perspective when we're young or when we're immature in our faith or in just in immature in general, we can't really comprehend what exactly he's showing us at that time. Right. And like Joseph seen the thing, he's like, man, all y'all going to be worshiping me. Y'all going to be bound down to me because I'm going to be so great and not recognizing like, no, you can go through a whole process of humility to get to the place to where when people do bow down to you, you're not going to think it's because you're great. It's because I put you in a position to serve. You know, and so just what you say is that that's the way that the enemy tries to work in perversion, that when God does put this vision in our mind of where we're going and the enemy makes us fear that everything that we're going to do is going to mess up the vision that God placed, understanding that God's word doesn't return to him void. So you don't even understand that you're going you're gonna to end up there, but the way you think it now it'll be completely different from when you first got it, you know? And, and I was on the phone with my girlfriend the other day, and like, we would have to discuss Shout out then, bro. Yo. <laughs> 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 he was about to shout out, shout out on me. He was about to shout out. Straight out uh, yeah, to the uh, cameras. Uh, no, but I was about to say, um, you know, she's just the art and all this other stuff, but um, I just got it. Like, I'm understanding, like, you know, the different um, characteristics of God. And understand like uh, God is a potter, and how He takes the bad, and He takes the good, and He and everything works together for the good of those, you know. And mm-hmm. how He puts everything together, and He makes a masterpiece even out of the bad things. 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So nothing really is a failure to me, you know what I mean? Because God will take it and turn it into something good, you know what yeah. I mean? So like it, it really is like, just like you said, like just learning like those lessons along, along the way and picking up those nuggets and, hey, okay, all right. It's only it's only it's only an L if you make it an L. You know what I'm saying? But you turn you make it into make it to a lesson instead of a, a loss. And I think um, to to speak to that, I think you know things don't have meaning until we give it to until we give it meaning, and we assign meaning to things that we don't even have full complete details about. So you calling something a failure that you don't you know now only God sees goes ahead of you and sees how that thing is going to work out for it good but you're calling a failure something you don't have so you're assigning a meaning so that way you, and you're posturing yourself um to a meaning that you assign something that you don't even have full details about like you know that's almost like you know matt doing something and i i go ahead and label it as like oh he just he just shady but i don't have all the details even about the situation as to why he why he did what he did and so in a sense, that's what we do to God. Like all the time with our lives, it's kind of like, oh, bro, you just left me. You know, you know, so we don't assign that. We we've assigned a meaning to something we don't have complete details about. That was a bar right there. You know. We'll we'll handle this off camera because because <laughs> I'm not the best Christian. No. I'm <laughs> say which is one of my affirmations today um that i am that i am completely capable of handling what comes in front of me like i'm, I'm like and understanding that is like and when i say that i don't i don't mean that all all in my own strength but like trying to go before myself and and like control to fix things that haven't even happened because when it's like dude if it does happen if if he's really working through me like I, it's cool like so if it comes up then <laughs> then we'll then we'll deal with it you know what i'm saying like that's like going trying to handle a fight that you ain't, ain't about to have like what if okay but if you run up then we'll, then we'll deal with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to let you know that. You know, when I first met you, it's like, hey man, I don't have to. I don't have to be trying to be defensive. But you run up, then I'm a, you know, you I'm mad. Well, you know, oh, again, I'm that's another. <laughs> oh, no, no, but seriously, I, I, I wish that with that the same reassurance that I have today, which is under just understanding. It's like, yo, relax, man. It's all. It's all gonna be okay. Like. And and even if it even if something goes, you know, crazy, um, that'll be okay too. Um, like, cause I went through so much, like, 
anxiety and so even even as a young kid trying to control um but some of my best i'm telling you some of the best things and i don't i know i don't have time you just ask me one two questions but um some of the best things that has happened to me has all been as a result of me like just just laying back man let god do his his work um so yeah i would tell myself as a kid too just like dude be a kid like just just relax man. <laughs> um it's funny not the same thing but kind of the same especially with the relax i would have told myself relax you're stronger than you think you are i feel like for most of my childhood i spent trying to prove to myself and other people that i was strong which got me which first of all grew me up fast second of all put me in situations that I shouldn't or didn't have to be in um, and then created a person that shouldn't have existed so I think for me I would have just told myself to just relax bro you're stronger than what you think you are like you're good like just you don't have to prove that just, you got it you're good then I wouldn't have been as angry as I was I wouldn't have fought as much as I did it wouldn't have done things that I didn't have to do as much as I did and and you know have to work through this now although all things work together with the good of them who love God and the call to his purpose if I would preach if I could have just told myself back yeah. then like hey hey just tone it down bro you, could, you, all right. you don't got to beat up everybody it's okay because <laughs> somebody might kill you so just calm down everybody everybody you don't wow I thought it was you you guys, yes. but it's fine. Yeah, but that's that's what <laughs> I would have told my younger self. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and beat you to it. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you up. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's good. I, I really, uh, and as we start to close, I appreciate that. I don't even think that we've ever talked about that. What was the one thing that we tell our younger self? Yeah. What? 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 What would you say? We'll, we'll close with this. That's a tough one, bro. That's a tough one. But I would definitely tell myself to relax. Uh, I would definitely tell myself don't put too much weight on your own shoulders. Because I feel like as a kid, that's definitely something I did. Like I felt like I was just overly responsible for stuff that I technically wasn't really even responsible of. Yeah. Like I just grabbed responsibility for things where it wasn't even before I was even ready for it. Come on. So when you do things like that prematurely, you know, you end up sometimes falling on your face, sometimes falling hard. So yeah. that would just be my thing. It's just like, man, take some of the weight off your shoulders, man. Just be a kid. Man, you got to grow up so fast. And just don't worry about carrying the full load because you, you you was never meant to carry the full load. Yeah. What's up, you at? What about you, Eddie? Uh, nah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Mike. Yeah, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm a Mike. Let's got, go, man. Where you got? Who working? Who working? You go. You go. I go. Appreciate um, that, man. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, man. I, I'm really honored. Y'all really. Uh, nah, they killed man, it. Man, that's tough. Uh, yeah, they killed it. I know. That's what I'm trying to think. Even uh, if it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I'll tell myself be more patient. Um, be be more patient. Uh, I guess I find myself at a younger childhood, always in difficult situations. So I was always uh, living in the future, 
and always trying to pull myself out of situation uh, and I never really got to enjoy the moment of like being present. Not even not even the fun things that I did, even in football. I was always thinking about well, get to the next level, I'll get to this point, I'll get to that point and uh, it just um, it's it's really draining. It's, it's really draining and, and exhausting. Um but yeah, chasing the wind, chasing the wind for sure. Um, but on the other side of that, when you let that go, it's peace there, it's joy there, um, and you find your happiness there. And just, I guess it's it's really part of control, the whole thing yeah. we're talking about, honestly. So yeah, this this has really been um, medicine for me. The conversation yeah. definitely really been medicine for me. So yeah. Yeah, I think um, I was. That's one of the reasons why I wanted you to go first because I was just still thinking about. <laughs> I feel like I would tell myself a whole bunch of stuff, but. I think one of the things that I'll really say would just be um, live for you. I think um, I just, like you said, when it came to putting a lot of weight on my shoulders, I think I found myself um, living to meet a lot of people's expectations of what I should be. Um, I just always had all these, and knowing and being such a, curious-minded kid and having this discernment and listening to people project what they feel like I should be or what I should do, I've tried to find a way to almost people please and try to what would be, what is the best person that everybody has formed in their mind and please let me be him. And um, and I don't even know if it was I wanted to make them happy or if it was more so of a I don't want to fail and something like that. And I and it was both. And I think that I would just tell myself, like, man, like, please just live for you. When you, if, if you know, for God, of course, but like for yourself. Like, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Um, because like, like he said, I just, I ended up creating a person that I eventually grew up to look back at and say, I don't know if I liked all of those things. But at that point in time, they became habitual and they became who I was. So I don't even know at a young age if I ever got to really experience who I was, I got to experience who I made myself. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so um, then it's like you get older and you look back and like, I don't think, I don't like that. And then I look at some of the qualities and characteristics that I grew into and maybe I was naturally gonna have them regardless or maybe I wasn't, but I don't know because I didn't give myself the opportunity to really experience right. that. And now you're yeah, and now I'm having to look back at it and say, I don't like that, I don't like this. But was I really even going to be that? Or did I do that out of a defense mechanism? Or did I make myself that way? Or was it just who I was? Yeah. Um, but man, I'm going to tell you, this, this was an amazing conversation. Um, I, I, don't even, I don't know I was supposed to talk no more. But, um, <laughs> like, nah, you helping me, though. Like, like, you really are helping me. Because, like, I mean, I'm diving back. Because, like, I, I don't just get more revelation on what I would have told myself, too. And one of the things I would have told myself, too, is just be you. Um, and. And just like just really being, uh, I think that like me being impatient um, forced me into trying on other people's clothes mm -hmm. that I wasn't supposed to have on, and even like clothes that people armor that people was trying to put on me, like even even like um, close ones, close close people that were trying to make me out to be something that I didn't want to be, and I was trying to uh, I found myself in the, in the space of people pleasing. And the reason I used to deal with the fear of failure is because I was like, okay, well, I don't let this person, I don't let this person, because this person had these expectations of what I'm supposed to be. And that's why our conversation was so healing the other day because it was like, man, it was like I said, it was medicine because it was like, hey, like, all these scars that I had, it was like, hey, like, it, it really was coming from those past weighted garments that I had on right. of 
you know dealing dealing with like dealing with those issues so like one of the things i would say like just like just be you and like be okay with being you yeah and, like be okay with being you you know what i mean like like whatever god is calling you to to you're supposed to do it the way he called you to do it like you don't have to preach like this person you don't have to run a rock like this person you don't yeah. have to speak like this person like just be you yeah. be you and be okay with being you and that's where the power is that is in you come on and, and, and understand like god made each one of us different that's why friendship it's so powerful because each one of us is different and we're comfortable being you know what I mean that's where the strength is actually right. you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's that's why this has really been healing for me and it's like okay alright just, just be Jay yeah, yeah. <laughs> well man I appreciate it I appreciate it. I know we appreciate y'all man I not even from the salt like as Matt I appreciate y'all for um, and everybody who's not here um, and the two lovely ladies behind the camera uh, we appreciate y'all too um hey. <laughs> but uh man so for y'all man we hope y'all enjoyed this uh we're gonna continue doing this we got another um great group of guys coming next week um and we're gonna we're gonna try to kick this this series off the right way it should be um we're gonna pray it out like we always do here at the salt i'll pray it unless one of y'all two want to pray do y'all one of y'all want to pray we'll give you the opportunity <laughs> okay um but <laughs> but no man we really do i'm I, i'm super thankful man and, we, and we're gonna keep doing this and uh Man, y'all be in the lookout. Oh, and we're gonna drop their uh they Instagrams, you know, and their social media tags and all that stuff in the uh somewhere here. I don't know where it's where wherever she put it, it's gonna be somewhere here. You know. Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um y'all probably already follow him, but it's all good. Oh uh, so <laughs> Heavenly, <laughs> Heavenly Father, we bless your name. We thank you for such an amazing time. Uh we thank you for friendship. We thank you for love. Um, we thank you for your perfect love. Um, we thank you, God, because thank you, I don't know why I just feel in my spirit. Thank you for patience. I thank for being patient um, with me. I think for being patient with us because I know that it has not been easy uh, dealing with us, especially me. Um, but every day, whenever I call, whenever I come back, you are always there to um, answer and just um, speak with me. So we're just so thankful for your grace. We're so thankful for your mercy and your love. We pray to bless everybody who is listening to this, everybody who will watch this, God. We pray that it will go as far as your will, as you will it to go. Um, if you want it to go to nations, it goes to nations. If you want it to go across the world, and go across the world. Wherever it goes, God, we just thank you. We pray to bless everybody who listens. Just allow us to be here next week, God, and just to spread your word. And uh, we just love you. We thank you for the opportunity. We praise you. All these things in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Yes, and we out, man. That was a great episode. I feel it. That was a great episode. Hey, man, because of the guy. Hey, hey, because hey, of the hey,